When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. It's that time again. We haven't done it in a while. We're bringing it back, and we have so much to talk about that this is going to end up being a two-part episode. We've got the intro music by Police Academy's own Tony Vela over there with the cool sound effects. (laughs) This is an After Dark episode, in case the title didn't give it away. Complete ignorant nonsense is going to go on in this episode. However, that being said, we actually have some really, like, I guess, deep thinking, intriguing hobby questions that Tony's brought to the table. And of course, me, I'm bringing the stupid questions to the table. <laughs> and most, I got to be honest, most of this has been inspired by content that I've consumed that's non-hobby content. How, and that I understand there's a lot of time and place for some of this stuff to be discussed, but most of the mainstream hobby content, like uh, no offense to anybody doing it because we've got to have people doing it to then just grow the hobby. But, you know, I get tired of listening to, okay, here's a 50-minute episode just breaking down the latest football set. I'm like, okay, I don't yeah. care. Here's the latest one-and-a-half-hour, you know, negative tirade on a card trimmer or a company not getting back redemption. And I'm just, okay, I'm not learning anything. This is good. This is information that needs to be talked about, but I'm not learning anything. So then I start listening to other stuff. I start listening to music podcasts or entertainment or money or investing or all these other weird just, you know, like the office ladies. I really like that because I'm a huge office fan. And then I hear them talk about things and I get these ideas and I'm like, let's just bring it to the table because somebody might like it. So before we go any further, we're starting off with Tony's trip to Alaska. He's back. <laughs> he made it. How did it go? How was the turnout? Did you get any awesome wrestling fan interactions? Just give us the cliff notes. Um, it's, This is my fourth year doing that show. I actually help run that show now, uh, which is fun. Um, a lot of pressure because you want to make sure everybody's having a good time, everything from the vendors to the artists to the talent. And of course, the attendees, you want to make sure they're all having a good time. I- I'm interested because we're now a week plus removed from the show. And um, I'm interested in seeing what the final tallies are. I'm not privy to that kind of stuff until it's all said and done. So it's not like you just go have a show, come back on Monday and go, OK, here's how we did. We we we, we still got to work with, you know, ticket agencies that you know handle all of our stuff and um just a, a lot of behind the scenes stuff that takes place granted i don't get to do any of that stuff i'm my primary focus is taking care of talent so uh this year we brought in we had chandler wiggs from the walking dead uh we had ming chin from comic book men we had uh victoria from wwe uh we had anthony michael hall um so we had a good list of people that came up to the show um my personal observation of it was I think we're probably on par with what we did last year attendance wise 
you have to remember Alaska, largest state, smallest population. Um, it's, you know, Anchorage, we probably draw, I'm going to say somewhere between 3,500 and 4,000 people, which is really small for a Comic-Con type atmosphere. Uh, is that something to be kind of expected with that area though? I think so, but there's definitely room to grow because there was another convention that took place there called SenshiCon, which is all about, you know, anime stuff. Mm -hmm. And matter of fact, the guy who ran that show is in charge of our vendor spaces. He's in, he's in charge of a lot of stuff. I, I don't think that, I, I think COVID, uh, the, you know, the pandemic uh, crushed a lot of people. And I think it hurt him uh, because now there's no cash flow coming through to go to the next year kind of thing. So I think he's back starting from scratch again. Well, his show was drawing close to 10,000 people. So some way I'm trying to get the promoter for Arctic and the, and him as a promoter for Senshi, trying to get them to kind of just join forces and kind of like, let's, let's be One an all-inclusive. Yeah, a big giant pop culture thing. But how do you do that with someone baby? You know, now it's like, it's weird. So that's something that these guys got to figure out how to get that to happen. But it was fun, man. It's um, a lot of work. Uh, it's very stressful. Um I um, call myself a professional babysitter because I got to take <laughs> care of everybody and everybody has their certain needs. And oh, wait, you meant, you meant in real, I thought you meant on Twitter. Sorry. No, no, no. That's a whole different babysitting <laughs> job. I, I, I quit that job. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a fun thing I, I brought back with me though, because I took it with me is I got this for those who, who, who can't see, uh, I, I got myself um, uh, the dead zone season one and awesome. two promo, promo trading card signed by Anthony Michael Hall. So that's cool. Figured I'd go ahead and take that. And he's like, he was pretty stoked to say, oh man, I haven't seen one of these in a while. He said, but uh, he was a pleasure to work with, but um, yeah, it was good. You know, I, I enjoyed the the break uh, from the everyday job that I have here at the store. Um, I I did enjoy the break from, you know, being away from home for a little bit. Cause it reminds me of being on the road. Like I used to be all the time. Um, and uh, I did enjoy the weather because it was just such, I left 90 degree weather to for, you know, 48 degree weather is great. Big change of pace. Yeah. Ah, it was so wonderful. Loved it. So while you were there on your, all your hustle and bustle, and this is a generalized question when you're traveling, you're starving, you got to get something to eat. What is your go-to food that maybe people don't expect? Cause I've got one too, that I think is like the creme de la creme and people are going to say you're disgusting. So go ahead. No, what is it? I want to know what you're discussing. I'm pizza. Casey's huh? pizza. Casey's pizza yeah. is one of my favorite things in the whole entire world. I could like I've eaten the biggest bougie pizza all the way down to Totino's dollar pizza. And Casey's <laughs> pizza always ends up being my favorite. It's consistent. It's great. You can order online, pick it up. I just go down the street. Love it. Love Casey's pizza. So you're asking me what in Alaska? Anywhere. Anywhere you're traveling, airports, oh. roadsides, truck stops. I love truck stops too. Well, truck stops, truck stop diners where you're like, you want some pie with that, hun? And she's like some... flicking her cigarettes <laughs> off and love it. Yeah, that's right. Little side of ash. Yeah, um... <laughs> yeah. If you're getting biscuits and gravy somewhere and there's not ashes with your pepper and the gravy, it's just not the same. Well, you wouldn't know the difference. It's all black and white, anyways. That's true. Um, yeah. Um, you're asking kind of the wrong guy when it comes to food. I'm really bad at that. Uh, my wife got me into, you know, appreciating food more. Uh, I'm the guy that always quotes and said, if it wasn't for Carl's Jr. I'd be dead. Uh, but Hey, well, I guess I should have said, you know, my favorite thing besides Casey's is free. So yeah, yeah, yeah free. <laughs> everything tastes better when it's free. 99. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I, uh, you know, airport food is always the worst for me. 
Um, but you know, I, I, I'm very weird when I travel, like I want to make sure I, I only drink a certain amount before I board the plane. Cause I hate using Makes the sense. bathroom in the plane. I refuse so, to do that as well. <laughs> uh, and so like, even though I like to have a window seat, sometimes it's a longer flight. I go, I, I got to have that aisle seat now instead, because I know I'm going to have to use the bathrooms like that. And I just don't want to bother anybody. You right. Know? Uh, it, my, my, my drinking days, man, when I just, you know, put on some depend underwear and I'm good to go. Um, <laughs> another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I say, Tony, you had eight drinks. You haven't gone to the bathroom once. I have. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just, uh, I don't know. I'm a snack guy. So I'll just grab yep. like, you know, like a, a coffee cake or a bag of chips or, you know, whatever um, when I'm traveling. But uh, I, I'm a big thing for me. I, I'm a big fan of tacos. I will always eat. Quick and easy. I can, have, I can have tacos for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacks in between. And the beautiful thing about tacos, like you've probably seen before online, when you just put a tortilla underneath that taco. When it breaks out, I got myself another taco. <laughs> yep, that's true. And um, you can you can mix and match and do all kinds of different things with them. Kind of. I'm a big fan of street tacos, especially street tacos mm-hmm. are my favorite. So, just uh, put up whatever you know, carne asada or. Um, you know, whatever to put in there and just uh, throw in some uh, some onions and, and uh, uh, cilantro and I'm good to go with some some good something that kicks good with a hot sauce and I'm good to go. But even even when I'm doing events, if I go out and do events like that. Like I'm very picky about what I eat for whatever reason. Like, for instance, Alaska. I stay at this place called the uh, uh, Hotel Captain Cook. It sounds funny. Sound. I mean, I thought you were going to oh. say Hotel Captain Crunch, and I was interested, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Hotel. Oh, it's forever known to have Hotel Captain Crunch to me now. Uh, it's called the Hotel Captain Cook in downtown uh, uh, Anchorage, and uh, it's you know all wood, like it's really cool. I mean, it's just a really good looking place and amazing restaurant there that's called Fletcher's. That's right down the elevator, the third tower, it's like that. And so I ate there every night. And I had the same damn thing every night. And uh-huh. I, only ate, I only ate once every single day. Right. You know, uh, and so I'm having dinner, you know, a couple of margaritas. And um, that was it, man. I was having my same nice specialty burger they had there with a salad. But um, yeah, it's a fun place. If you're in Alaska, the one thing I can highly recommend to go and get while it's in season is halibut cheeks. Wow. That's now, first off, halibut amazing what they have there but they're mm-hmm. getting the halibut cheeks holy crap so just so tender just melts in your mouth it's just so good that's so another good. thing i like doing is if i'm somewhere and there's something that i can't just make at home or something that's not from my area oh I yeah will totally get the weird thing on the menu oh because uh the first year my wife and i uh we got there a couple days early to make a, a trip out of it and so we rented a car in Anchorage and then drove the two, two and a half hours in the Seward, uh, which is a, a coastal town. It's like that. It has a lot of touristy things when it comes to like, um, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
like a little mini cruise, whale watching mm -hmm. cruises like that. So we got to see whales and bald eagles and things like that. Uh, but we got to, um, on the way there, we stopped this place that was like an old house that got converted into like a convenience store. So you go up the steps and then there's the door to the house, but then right next to it, connected to it is like a convenience store that had like a deli inside of it. So she ordered like some kind of a sandwich and I said, holy shit, I got to get that reindeer hot dog. Oh my. Yeah. That sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> so it was so delicious. That's cool. She's like, Oh, how could you eat that? Like, da, 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 you know, why can't you just have a salad? Like, I, I, I go, no, that's you need to feed that for that's that's what that's what my reindeer was eating. <laughs> that's food for my food. <laughs> that's awesome. So it was so good, so good. But um, yeah, if you ever get to Alaska and you're able to go in, uh, you know, I, I only know that whole area of Anchorage, Seward area type of thing um, is just uh, halibut cheeks is good. And if you're a beer drinker, lots of great places to go down there for it's getting all kinds of interesting local brewery. Uh, get little flights. Uh, of beer so yeah it's just great I, I i love there i love going there once a year i say i want to go more than once but then i say it kind of ruins my experience if i do go more than once so yeah i go that one time and it's not like the first year i went where we got to make a kind of a trip out of it now that we have a son and when someone's got to stay home with him um and besides going it's it's about work and um uh you know for them it becomes a trip for them but then i'm i'm exhausted i come back and like you know it's, it doesn't right it's hard to try to explain that to people who don't actually do it so let's take it into a hard we, we go from the light-hearted food talk to a bunch of hard-hitting questions that tony brings to the table and you know i was like hey let's have some fun with this and then tony brings these like hard-hitting questions and i'm thinking you know what this is the kind of stuff we actually have said hey let's talk about that on after dark episode not the food talk not tony's trips the, the actual hard-hitting hobby stuff so Tony, I'll let you bring that first question to the table and we will discuss it. Well, the general discussion about mental health like that uh, just stems from, and I brought this to you in a text message one time. I just, just had this question like, do, do you think that we have some people, not just in our hobby, but across collectible world as a whole, that you know maybe either suffer from mental health in some way, shape or form? And this by no means, I'm not making light of any of this stuff. Uh, yeah. This is all serious stuff as far as I'm concerned. Um, as someone who has suffered from depression in the past, um, it's it's I, I take it very seriously. So um, but I wanted to know in, in our hobby, if, uh, you know, if, in, in general, is there everything and it's if it ever becomes so consuming to you that uh, that it, you know, the hobby itself does it affect other things in your life or vice versa? Are there other things that are affecting you in your everyday life that affect your hobby? In a sense, like, do you find the hobby to become an escapism from real life situations and problems? Or are you suffering from problems because of the hobby that's affecting things in your real life? Not that hobby is not real life, but you, I think you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And um, first, before, before we get into this, I also want to say that, Tony, I don't know that you've actually heard this. There's been a couple of people that have reached out to us, and I don't, I don't, I can't remember if it's on the World's Collide account or if it was my personal email or whatever it was. And I've got comments like, "We don't care about any of this. We want to hear about the cards." So yep. I say to that, if this isn't the episode for you, it's after dark. We preface that, you know, go find another wrestling card podcast to listen to if you just want to hear about cards, or wait till our next episode comes out where we're just talking about cards. But in my opinion, in, you know, this is a pretty important topic. And it goes in like that there's we come together in the hobby as a community 
to enrich our lives with friendships and community and these things that we love on pieces of cardboard. It's all kind of an encompassing thing to have these discussions that are not just about the cards. Yeah. And I think, so I think this is, that's important to put out there before we get started. Um, this, I think this can go both ways for me. Uh, it, as far as like the point of consuming the hobby in general to where it affects your life outside uh, the, the the biggest thing I can say is from a time standpoint, and that is, you know, running the eBay store, it takes a, and putting out content takes up so much time that I'm unable to do other things that I would like to do. But then on the flip side, when I look at that, I'm thinking, OK, well, I would like to play that video game. I would like to watch that TV show. I would like to do that. But is that really affecting me for the better? No, I should be spending more time, you know, growing a business and growing a community and making content. So there's that part. On the other side of that, I think that I've done so much of that that it has at times neglected the hobby side where uh, there's maybe occasionally, I don't myself and I don't think other people will sit down and just enjoy what they have. You know, it's always chasing that next thing or going after the most valuable or I've got to keep up with this guy on Twitter because he's had a better collection than me. Instead of just sitting back and being like, man, look what I built. This is mm -hmm. amazing. I can't believe I've come this far and just sitting back and enjoying it. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it, it ties into the to the next point on the on the bullet points that I created for this, and that's the you know it's it's important for the balancing of you know your personal life and your hobby. Yeah. Um, and it's a difficult thing. It's and it's different for everybody. I think so. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. So you know some things that are maybe important to you aren't important to me, and vice versa, kind of thing. And that's both with the hobby and with your personal life. So it's really important to try to find that balance. And that can be a constant struggle. And if, you know, and it can play with your head sometimes, mm -hmm. like, you know, if you are a very competitive person by nature and you're trying to like outdo somebody with your hot, with your, you know, collection slab, that could probably pose a problem maybe, you know, possibly. So it's, it's okay to step back for a minute. It's like that. Take a deep breath and kind of say, you know what, like you said, I'm really, I'm really proud of what I have. Um, you can have levels of disappointment. You know, I, I, I'm the Loomis collector. Uh, and I let a lot of these one of ones just go the, uh, the last several months. And I'm so thankful that people would send me like, Hey, Tony, did you see this? And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I see it's on my radar. It's like that, but you know what? I, I have other priorities in my life that I have to go and kind of right. focus. And uh, that's just, Oh, hold on a second. Someone's calling us door. And I know exactly what it is. It's damn likely. Um, so, uh, <laughs> That's how it comes. I'm not kidding you. Does it say scam likely? It sure does. <laughs> um, and, um, uh, you know, I, I kind of have to kind of like, you know what? Am I going to spend 150 bucks on this one of one Loomis card or that 150 bucks? That's that's a case of, of action figures for me to sell right. to the store for inventory. I got to be very mindful of that. So Same. I don't let it bother me. I don't let it go like, man, I'm never going to get that card again. I just, uh, I mean, and I'm competitive too. I'm very competitive, but I'm not going to go out of my way to let the hobby dictate, um, you know, how I should do things in my regular life. And I'm not going to let it affect me where it becomes like this issue for me. Um, and there's some people out there, I think that that becomes an issue for them and whether that becomes either it ties into mental health, I, I guess, or I don't know, I'm, I'm not a therapist, but right. um, I think it's just important that you have to figure out a way to balance things. And I think if, if you're being stressed because of something in the hobby, uh, because your collection isn't getting as fulfilled as you think you want it to be, or you deserve it to be, um, maybe you need to take a step back and sort of like reevaluate 
you know, what it is that you're collecting. It's like that. And just kind of, again, like I say, just be happy with what you have in, in that sense. And there's going to be more, you're going to get more over time. I mean, you didn't have what you have now five years ago, maybe. And right. now look what you have. I mean, I think I have, a, I love my Loomis collection, even though I don't, it doesn't contain any super rare one of ones, but I love what I have and I'm going to continue to let it keep growing and I'm not going to let it affect me uh, outside that. That being said, like I said, I'm not going to let it uh, dip into my personal savings account to go out there and start buying things that I probably don't have a right to be uh, spending money on at this time. Yeah. And I think one thing that has a big effect on this, and as we kind of go through these bullet points and the mental health umbrella that we're talking about here, I think social media has a huge impact on this, both as a positive 100%. and negative. We can talk about the positive and negatives. Uh, one other quick thing we'll touch on here is maybe some indications of something that you're wrong about within the hobby, or maybe something, maybe you perceive something, but it's actually the wrong take. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, I could think of a ton of things that I've probably been wrong about. And one thing that I'm probably wrong about is something you just talked about. And that's the the value of things. Like I, when, when I, it, when I'm buying this carry and cross stuff, is it a good investment? Is it a good return on my money? Probably not. And you know, that's, I don't care though. Like that, I, I flat out understand that I don't care, but I'm also probably wrong in the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm not doing it as an investment. I'm, it's fun. It's my collection. It's what yep. I do. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's my identity now, but it, it's my identity as a collector, but it's not my identity as a person, if that makes no, sense. No, I, I get it. Cause people are, they, the people who see things that's carrying cross, you're the first person people right. think of when it comes right. to that. And, and Loomis, same yeah, with you now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fun thing to be associated with. Cause you know, that's what I collect and what you collect. But, uh, I, I've been making this, uh, comment for a little while now where it's like, if somebody you know, take that the, the rock sale recently that, that you know so for one hundred twenty six thousand mm -hmm. dollars, there's some people are like, man, that's money that guy's never going to get back. Oh, that was a stupid investment on his part. First off, who the hell are you to tell what kind of investment someone else makes? Right. You're not their wallet. You don't know their wallet. If they're willing willing to blow one hundred twenty six thousand dollars in something you find stupid or overvalued, that's on them, not you. Stop worrying about other people's wallets. Worry about your own wallet. Uh, that's my thing. Uh, secondly. Uh, if you love something and have to have it in your collection and you overpaid for it, did you really overpay? Cause it's in your, it's in your collection. You wanted it bad enough that you were willing to overpay for it. I don't need someone policing my, my purchasing uh, rights. No one needs to go out there and tell me, well, you shouldn't be paying this. It's not worth that much. It's worth this much. It's only worth that much to you, not to me. Right. I'm willing to pay more because I want it or I don't want to pay for it at all. And that's why I think that uh, the online world where that, that could really start getting in your brain of, you know, maybe not developing any mental health issues like right under this umbrella we're talking about, but uh, it could develop some negativity in you that maybe somewhere down the road might lead to some kind of mental health. Who knows? Yeah, um, that's a good point. It's just, um, you know, I, I just don't think people should be dictating how other people spend their money do you want to police the world out there and tell people like hey i think these boxes are overvalued they're dropping in price just wait just wait just wait sound advice take that absolutely uh but telling someone they spent too much money for something that they wanted in their collection that's just asinine uh yeah. it's just don't ever tell somebody they spent too much money maybe it's too much money for you because I, I remember correctly there was a great tweet not too long ago about a year ago like i'm rich bitch so it's <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Who cares? I, I, if, if you can afford to buy it and you want to spend that kind of money, great. And as long as you're happy with it, great. 
because part of your it's part of your collection now, and as long as you're enjoying it, maybe it belongs it belongs in the right hands if you're going ahead and pay that kind of money for it. Right. And to kind of piggyback on that topic, we, the next thing we wanted to talk about is actually making some level-headed decisions that actually helped build your collection. And you, you've, I think you've, we've already touched on some things. And one thing I'll say, it kind of piggybacks onto having your life priorities straight and being able to afford it is being able to afford what you can afford and what you're willing to pay. So if there's a card out there, and let's just hypothetically say it's a $5 card, like that's the comp, but mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. you see it, you need it. You're going to pay 20, pay 20. If, if you can only afford a dollar, only go up to a dollar and don't pay more than that. I think that's one of the most, and you kind of already uh, touched on that. I think that's probably one of the most level-headed decisions that I've been able to kind of put into my hobby experience is I pay what I can pay. I put a, a dollar amount on it. I don't, I look at comps as a guideline, not as a concrete yeah. thing. So if somebody approaches me and they say, I need $500 for this. And I look and I'm like, okay, well, the last comp was like 300 but I really need this card. I can afford it at the same time. Then I'm going to do it. I don't just sit there and go back and forth on. So I think that's one important thing. Just going off that is, you know, if you can afford it, go for it. Don't worry about comps. Uh, if it's, if you can afford a dollar, then that's all you can afford. Don't go above that. Yep. I agree. hundred percent. Anything that you've been able to let's, you know, you can put it on your Loomis collection. Uh, we, and we've touched on it. Is there anything we haven't touched about that's been like, a good decision that's helped you kind of keep focused and build that collection without making stupid decisions? Yeah. I mean, I do the same thing. I, I give myself a budget uh, in the, you know, my eBay bidding days. I don't do as much as I used to, you know, obviously I, I made sure I included shipping as part of my total cost. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I, I just, uh, I do I that be very careful. And I'm, I'm careful about it. Like, you know, I, I know what I want to pay for something like, it's one of the reasons I tell people too. One of the reasons why I picked Loomis, I just figured it's a sort of um, a lower level tiered type character, I guess, like that. But unfortunately, uh, that you know, I just sort of gravitated towards for whatever reason. But I picked it because it's you know, it's not it's not a high priced superstar to collect. So when I see someone trying to sell something, even a one of one of Loomis stuff, like I'm not paying five hundred or a thousand dollars for a one of sure. one tie dye. I don't care what it is. It's like it's just not he's not worth that kind of money. That car's not worth that kind of money. So I let it go. You know, the only thing that I was after that I was willing to pay, and even then I still had a I had a a mark a benchmark of what I was going to go to was when the, the Revolution Galactic uh cards finally started hitting. Um, you know, I said I'm not paying more than this. And then I might also tell myself I might because I really want this card. And so I kind of went against my own little rules sometimes that I'm going to pay this amount. And then that amount became this amount. And but I was lucky to get it for a certain amount. Um, so I do make some exceptions, but you have to think about it first. Like, you know, how bad do I want the card? Uh, is it going to break my collectible collecting bank? Um, and if it does, then it does. And I just like, sorry, I just can't get it. You know, I, I can't. I can't let things, uh, the value of things dictate the love that I have for what I'm collecting sometimes because I'm not collecting it for financial purposes. I'm not treating my collection of Dexter Luma stuff as a stock portfolio. Right. I'm collecting it because I really enjoy the thrill of the chase. I enjoy uh, that time I get it in my hand and see it and match it with the rest of the cards in that set that I'm trying to collect. 
It, it becomes um, more about it. the collection and the and what you put together than it does anything else. It's a thrill, the thrill, of the pursuit, the thrill, of the chase is what it is. And of course, then that thrill goes away because I got it, and now I got to find something else to go after that and get that adrenaline rush. So, are are you going back and looking at the stuff you've built, or are you just? Oh kind yeah. Of, okay. Well, I, I do go back and look at the stuff I built because every time I'm adding something new to it, and I got a up there, I have a binder. It's just it's all Luma stuff. That's and mm-hmm. um, so every time I add something, I get to thumb through it again and look, look at all of it and put it and go oh, add something else to it, thumb through it again. And I, it's even like I'm taking base singles. I'll take base single. I just put them all in there. Yep. I put them all inside there. I still get to go thumb, thumb through it all. I get to see all my stuff again. Someone comes in and brings me a Loomis car here to the store. Um, I get to show them the Loomis collections. Like here, right. here it is. I, and I thumb through it again. So I'm I'm not like just putting it away and never seeing it again. I actually put it away get a new card, go through it again, get a new card, go through it again, wash, repeat, wash, repeat, you know? Um, so it's, I get, I get the fun and pleasure of seeing my cards on a regular basis. All right. Let's touch on, this is something I just want to kind of give you the floor on. Uh, I, I have like one major thing I want to touch on and that's the overwhelming divide of the wrestling car community that we've kind of spoke on. We've actually spoke on this numerous times, numerous times. I don't want to spend too much on it. Yeah, we won't. Yeah. We won't spend a lot of time, but it's something that needed to be brought up. And I had one talking point. I'll I'll give you the floor. And then I have one talking point on this. Well, there's really nothing that we can really say that hasn't already been said. Other than the fact that this is this ridiculous crap is still going on. Like it it does. It, it, yeah, it still goes on and it'll continue to go on. You know, there's nothing that, that, you and I are going to say there's nothing any podcast on this planet is going to say it's going to put an end to, you know, at, at anything at all. You know, people just there's just some people you generally don't like. And that's just part of life. And I totally understand and get that. I try to make it very clear that I try to keep a foot um in, in different multiple camps. It's like, that. I, you know, I, I don't want to say there's two camps because sometimes there could be three or four. I, I don't care. I, I my my whole purpose of having something like WTC has always been about to help benefit the hobby, to help educate the hobby. When we're wrong, we are wrong. And um, as long as it's factual and not just some sort of crazy thought, um, you know, I will sit there and say, you're right, man. I'm totally wrong. Let's get this fixed. I don't engage in any online spatting and arguments. I'm not some crazy mastermind who's manipulating all the master puppets <laughs> crap going around and and putting you know making people hate each other and like no I, I i don't do that if you think i had that kind of time to do that you are you maybe you do have some mental health issues in um but this this notion that there are people who are they are the hobby no one knows more than me no one's better than me no one's greater than me no one spends more than me i mean who cares and also you're wrong <laughs> um it's just it, there's there's this is a it's a, a collectible community out there and um it, it should be embraced as such and that being said of you know this as as our hobby's gotten bigger we've talked about again we i don't want to batter it to me we've talked about it so much uh as our hobby's gotten bigger we should expect to have things that are more common and seen in other collectible worlds in baseball collectors in in football collecting and, and, and all that stuff um, we're seeing divides. We're seeing uh, characters who want to come out and slam and this, that, and the other. We're, we're seeing um, uh, these kind of things because we're bigger now. We're not this small little tiny thing anymore. I think someone, um, I can't remember who it was, maybe Flex, 
uh, posted something like that. You know, hey, you know, we used to be in the in the, in the basement. It's like that. Now we've got a nice little cushy office on the first floor, at least. You know, right. and so it's nice. It's nice that we're actually, you know, something you can actually come out and see and are proud to come and check out. But with that comes criticisms. With that comes with uh, disagreements. With that comes with, uh, you know, some arguments, just like anything else in life. But I don't want to play into that stuff. Uh, if I have to play Switzerland or play neutral, that's what I do because I just don't, I don't need to get online and start battling with people. And it's not, it's not good for my mental health. It's not good for me to go out there and divulge all of my time into negative thinking and negativity out there. You know, if, if your lane is this, your lane is that cool, man, I'm happy for you. As long as you're having fun doing it, I don't yep. care. Um, it's, and there's some people out there maybe that, have something in their personal life going on um, that maybe we shouldn't be poking at them and making fun of something. Uh, we never should do that anyways. Um, and, and calling people names or making fun of people's significant others or calling somebody something stupid or whatever. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It, uh, nothing gets accomplished that way. Um, and some people just can't let it go. They have to keep going on and on. And that's become their existence now. Their whole existence is just about how much more can I poke the bear? How much more can I make fun of someone? How much more can I ridicule their collection? How much more can I tell them they overpaid? How much, I mean, why? Why can't you just say, dude, cool card, man. Glad you got it. Dude, so happy for you. I think you overpaid a little bit. That's you, man. Great. Good job for you, man. I'm glad it's in your collection. Uh, it's just, it's weird. It's just weird to me. Uh, it's, it's a new thing. Uh, being a longtime wrestling card collector, seeing that coming into our into our world. Um, and I just I don't think it's even worth talking about anymore. I just think it's just let leave it alone. I'm I'm so done talking about uh, a divide. I'm so done talking about us versus them or we versus that. Uh, it's just stupid. It's just stupid to me. I, I just I, I, I play less and less and I'm just going back to doing what I was doing before with uh, especially Twitter. Just going back on Twitter and just, you know, posting things that make me happy, posting things that I think are fun for people. I mean, check out this cool old advertisement, you know, in this old magazine mm -hmm. kind of thing. You know, check out, uh, you know, this cool set or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's out there to have fun and educate, you know, and that's it. The and, Well, and first off, I don't mind people calling out somebody else if it's warranted. And if it's a, you know, um, let's say it's a one-time thing. Somebody calls somebody out on something. And whether or not it gets it gets solved right there, you move on. Like I, I'm, I have no problems with companies being called out. I have no com problem with individuals being called out. People can call us out if we're wrong on something or if they think we suck. Hey, they've actually done that, and I just you know kind of read it and move on. But I don't mind. I don't mind that. I don't mind the negativity of somebody calling something out. But when it goes to a certain level, when it's just on and on and yeah, on and yeah, on, yeah. that's when the block button, the mute button, the unfollow, like all that stuff comes out. Yep. And yep. and that's kind of what I want to stick with on this topic. And this is kind of what we're going to close out this part of the episode with. The people that are out there, what I'm, my concern is, is people either brand new to the hobby and from a wrestling card perspective, they're coming in and joining this community that they've heard so much about. Oh, it's such an inclusive community. They're so great. Blah, yeah, blah, when blah. you and I first started this, we talked about what an amazing community. And it still is. It still is. Generally yeah. speaking, it still is a very amazing community for overall. But right. in the beginning, it's all we talked about. Was There was never any talk about any of this distension or, or, or divide. There was never that, that kind of talk. Um and it's just a very, very select few, I think, that are out there. It's such there's so minute 
compared to the grand scheme of the hobby in general. It's like that. That's what I had to get my brain wrapped around was like, dude, why are you letting this bother you so much? You know why? Because I'm close to the, the, the nucleus of everything that kind of started. It's like that. So I just sort of separated myself from that and said, you know what? Right. Let, let them do their thing. I still respect what they collect. That was never an issue. I still appreciate the amazing collection they've 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 gotten over the years still amazing to me and I'm, I'm happy for them i just don't get involved in like the online slandering and, and back and forth and like you said new people coming in that's like the first thing they're going to see now sometimes depending right. on who, you know where they get in and that's not what we want our hobby to be about no and we've I, i've personally heard seen and heard the ripple effects of this i've had dms i've had emails i've had people contact me and they said you know, I just got in. A, th these are true things I've actually gotten. I'm not just making up a hypothetical. I've, I've heard people say, I just got into this hobby. I was having a blast. But now with all this arguing, I don't want to be a part of it anymore. Or I'm deleting my social media account. I'm still going to collect, but I don't want to be part of this community online anymore yeah, yeah. because it's just it's too toxic. And that is exactly what we don't want. So I, I think you know, well, we're going to touch on this at the on the next episode because we're running a little long on here, so we're going to end it. But um, I think maybe we've got some different ideas that could come to the surface on what you can do to still make this a positive experience amongst all the negativity. So we're going to close this episode out. Tony, let everybody know where they can find you. Oh, where am I online? Uh, I forgot. Crappy wrestling yeah. podcasts are us. That's right. That's it. Go check it out. Uh, actually, it's a weird extension. I think it's dot sex or something like that. I'm not sure. No, no. Uh, Sports Entertainment at... Extreme. There you go. Yeah. Uh, WrestlingTradingCards.com. All of our social media handles are can be found at the bottom of every single page of the website. I appreciate everybody who ever uses the website and anybody who ever reaches out to me. Um, uh, that's where you can find us. I do my best to try to get uh, back to you as soon as I possibly can. Uh, the store kind of takes the primary focus of my life. And uh, trying to bridge the two some way, shape, or form. It's been kind of cool getting some people that I've only known them on social media through big Facebook groups or even Twitter uh, have come into the store and just got by. Like, I happen to be in town and just thought I'd come out, check out the store. So I always appreciate what happened to happen to be in town. Like, it's yeah. like your stores become like the WrestleMania now. They're planning <laughs> trips to come to the store. It's it's fun because the guy's like, hey, you know, we got offices out in out here in, in Arizona, so I figured I'd come check out the store. You know, Paul came out from Toronto back in January to come out and hang out for the weekend. It's just it was just so cool. It's just it's fun. It's just um, the destination. Uh, it's become cool, so I, I I enjoy it. So when they come in, like I could the guy this guy John came in from the Card Foundation guys group, uh, Card Foundation podcast group. And I uh, came in, I was like, yeah, we got offices out in, out in Phoenix. I figured I want to come in and make it my first stop to come in and check it out. And he hung out for, you know, a good hour and a half. We just talked about cards and uh, conventions. We kind of knew some pe same people in the convention world, which was kind of cool. And it was just fun to have conversation with the guy. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, make sure and WTC TV. I always plug it because I love it. I can't plug yeah. it enough. Like great, you know, different types of content. Adam and Ryan doing great. You and Paul, of course, rule on your monthly recaps. And any anybody else that decides to come on board in the future, you know, with potentially, you know, making it a actual network on the there's, WTC there's, there's TV. plans. There's plans. There's plans. Can't wait to see it. You can find everything I'm doing at Zane Morning on social media, wrestling with cards on YouTube, wrestling with cards the podcast. And of course, this great, grand, wonderful podcast, Worlds Collide. And I hope you guys enjoy these after darks. You know, it's just something we like to do because there's some things we need to talk about that I think people care about. I think people like to 
kind of get in our minds a little bit, but it might not mm-hmm. be like a hundred percent card related. And if we, if we, this we is, made this episode, we, we tied yeah. in pretty good. So, and if it's not your jam, Hey, that's okay. Like I said, come back when we're talking about a set or come back when we're talking about, this is your card. That's okay. You, you know, if you, you don't have to like every one of our episodes, it's just, we like to give some variety out there. So if you did enjoy this, please come back next week where we're going to expand even more on this. We've got some more kind of random stuff. We actually have a question from a listener going to give him a shout out there but please subscribe and share this with a friend tell a wrestling fan tell a collector leave us a review if you dug it and until next time despite the negativity despite tony's trips to alaska where he may actually end up just abandoning us one day and just staying up there very possible and and despite my love for crappy gas station pizza there's one thing that stays consistent with this podcast and with life even still even still up in alaska i've realized this too even in Anchorage, Alaska, wrestling cards rule. What an amazing thing. We'll see ya.